This is Paul Wilson and Chris Emke. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Chris, it is UCC sprint time. This is when yeah. everybody's in a scramble getting ready for the big show. Whether you're competing, interviewing, uh, promoting, uh, DPI Expo booth contender, it doesn't matter. Everyone is pretty much shit or get off the pot at this point. That's right, man. Yeah. And, and I love it because this is a really fun time of year where as we start to talk to all the competitors, you you can hear the, pan- the level of panic yeah. uh, go up and up and up as closer we get to the show when we're and doing what- these interviews. What's mind-boggling to me, Paul, is as we get closer to the show, no one still has their fucking truck together. No, of course not. Of, <laughs> of course, course not. not. It's, it, it's a rite of passage with UCC to get it ready. With If, if you're three days before, the, before Friday, so if you're like Tuesday, it's yeah. done, great job. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's, that's a huge win. Uh, but yeah, no. Today we have. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just gonna take a shot in the dark here and say probably the calmest UCC competitor, um, Eric Merchant, who we've had on the show before with some, I mean, some you, absolute classic episodes. You say you say calm. I say a riot. Yeah. It depends on how you <laughs> how you position or how you 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 you. you you get Eric, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, Eric is has been a longtime friend of the company That's and the right. brand. Uh, he is a, a great person all around, businessman, merchant automotive, right out sure. of Michigan. Um, so it's it's always exciting to get Eric on and, and kind of see what he's got going on. He's one of those nonchalant, go with the flow. I don't give a fuck. So. I that's think, it right there. Yeah, that, that's, that's it. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. Well, hey, let, let's just dive right into it. Let's talk to Eric. Eric Merchant, how the hell are you? Doing great. I'd love to hear Hold it. Hold on, I got a cough. <coughs> Heard it here first, guys. <laughs> true. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's just my nerves. In true Eric Merchant fashion, uh, welcoming everyone to the show and testing mic levels. I love that. Eric, uh, you, you have been around UCC. I think you've been at least attending the event since it started, right? I have been there since the OG Ooh. Does that make me old? Yeah, no. no. I think your age does, but um, I have watched it rain at every UCC yeah. since Utah. <laughs> well, we're a year after Utah, but we're right in that same ballpark. Yeah, you know. Well, we we've had. We, I, I really enjoy when it's super hot and muggy the entire time, <laughs> and then there's a massive lightning and thunderstorm right at the very end. That was my favorite year. Yeah. Yeah, or or in nineteen when there was a uh, inflatable duck floating in the through parking the lot. booth, yeah, yeah, in front of our booth, yeah, that was cool. Now you, you mean? Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say something else happened in nineteen other than Tony blowing the bejesus out of his truck. I didn't. <laughs> I guess I don't recall anything else in that event. Yeah, no, that uh, I don't. I don't literally don't remember anybody else who competed. So I do. Yeah, Tony was the only guy from Michigan I remember there. I mean, Eric's truck yeah. broke, and they <laughs> went all night getting the truck back together. If I recall that year. Yeah, there was that uh, that blue Dodge, uh, the Dino guy. I can't think of his name. I think he ended up doing pretty well finishing wise. Had a bunch of horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> I but, don't remember. But Tony Burkhardt's yeah. truck lit on fire. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. this is for anybody who hasn't listened to past episodes. For Eric Merchant to come on and sarcastically throw some jabs at Dirty Hooker Diesel and Derek Rose in the first five minutes of being on the show, uh, very on brand. I just <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well. well Go ahead. Jabs. These are these are affectionate things. <laughs> Tony and I, Tony and I, Tony and I are tent mates. So, as those that are attending the event will walk through the pits, and you'll see this giant white tent. You're like, okay, there's a wedding going on, <laughs> or 
it's a bunch of Michigan people inside. And, <laughs> and last year we had to move out of the tent, like, so that the entire media frenzy could go in there and watch this spectacle that, uh, that, that Tony and his guys were doing, putting that truck back together. So we just kind of got out of the way, which the truth of the matter is we, we started drinking beer and, <laughs> and like, we, we, we called it supervising during that period of time. But you know how it is when you get a bunch of people that are like heckling when they're drinking? That was kind of us, but it felt like supervisor type roles. <laughs> it was supervisor drunk heckling. Yeah. I, but yeah, okay. No, it wasn't, it wasn't drunk. We were oh. supervising. Right, right. Well, go-go juice. <laughs> I clearly it all. <laughs> so, Eric, question for you, man. Why are you competing again this year? What's the motive? Uh, well, because we're like everybody else, we sat around all last year and 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 didn't. Uh, and last year, let's see. No, if I say last year, that means 2019. Okay, okay. that's just a precursor for all the last years that are coming up in this conversation. <laughs> um, so, and every year I'm like, okay, we'll do it one more time. And then I'm like, no, that's enough. And then at the end of the weekend, I'm like, eh, maybe one more time. <laughs> Um, and, and this year it's, it's, um, it's like one of those things, like if I was starting from scratch, I probably would be less inclined to do it. But since I really honestly have everything in place from the couple years that we've done it, it's like, it's like, I can't not do it. Um, we took the truck, uh, let's see, March of 20 when we were prepping for UCC last year and then everything kind of, you know, went crazy in the world and and then it just sat and about a month ago a couple of us got together at the shop and said well we should at least finish the prep for ucc and i'm like yeah we gotta keep it on a budget you know because i want to spend a bunch of money on this project and we went from the truck sitting in the corner dusty to running for nine dollars and i'm a little bummed that we had to spend nine dollars but i was out of high temp silicone so we ran out of the parts store (laughs) um But from there, I mean, it's literally running, and I'm bringing back the exact same thing that it had been the last two years. It's it's just a, um, I'm going to call it reliable, and I and I, I hope it's reliable this year. Last year we had some some trouble on on Sunday, sorry, two years ago, um, just some dumb stuff and. Should have been not the case, but we're not going to do that again this year. It'll be something else stupid that we fight, but um, it is. And it's one of those things. We just want to finish all three events respectable. Um, I've got, I don't know, a month to teach myself how to drag race. (laughs) And, And just go have fun with it. To me, the event is more fun. I don't want to turn it into work. I don't want to be thrashing on the thing all weekend. Um, kudos to the guys that do it and are really pushing for everything and and are letting it all hang out. I just I it, that takes the fun out of it for me. And no. I if it's not fun, who wants to do it? Um, and that's kind of what we're shooting for this year. We're a little we're actually more prepared this year, um, meaning that we're actually going to the drag strip this weekend. Oh, wow. And, and the last two times that we competed at UCC, our opening passes on the truck for the season were at UCC. Oh, well. So I feel like 
like we're just like, what are we going to do for the next month? <laughs> well, er, nice. er, and I know that a, a couple things here, Eric. You're you're one of the more seasoned guys in the industry as a whole, right? Merchant Automotive has been around for a long time. You've been in the industry doing what you do for a long time. We we have some newer listeners and some newer followers that are you know going to be at UCC or are following UCC. Can you give us a little bit of a rundown on the truck itself? So the truck itself is a 2003 GMC. Um, it's a truck that I bought brand new, uh, over the years, it's, it's progressed into many things and changed into many, many things. And, and, um, I don't know, whatever year we did used to see the first time was, was like, Oh, we can, we can adapt it. It's, it's historically, it's been more of a sled pull truck. Um, so we made, you know, so we could swap out axles a little easier and, um, the weight box and things like that are already removable. So from what it sounds like, I'm one of the the few guys that are going there with a with a with a trailer truck and trying to go fast um it, it's still it's a crew cab it's still got full sheet metal it's still got all the glass in it um i've yet to be able to pull out all the spray and bed liner because that stuff does not come off easy <laughs> <clears throat> and it's one of those trucks it's like oh i don't want to cut it up and make it lighter because it's rust free and it's too good a shape but the realistic side of it is like what am i really going to do turn this thing back into a street truck when there's holes in the floor for a roll cage and no i'm not but i just don't want to cut it up i don't know why um i'm too cheap to put fiberglass sides on it and too lazy <laughs> to put lexan windows in it so <clears throat> i think i think it's going to be really interesting that that's a great point to bring because almost everybody else we talk to has this like really extensive drag racing experience and then I think you're right. I think it's pretty much just you and Tony who has all sled pull experience and very little seat time at the strip. Uh, but you you have raced before. I mean, you've been down the track at, at, at least a handful of times. Way back in the old days when 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 the, uh, you know, the, the what was it, the Hot Edge and the Quadzilla stack was the was the, that was the ship shit. for an LV7. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I remember rocking that out with uh, some 13 ones and a, you know, full-size crew cab. <laughs> And, and bragging um, about it, right? Like that was a flip thirteen that was, one. Full that was size. impressive. Those, Flex. Those were the days when you got a sticker for five hundred horse on David Dunbar's dyno, and you represented <laughs> that sticker like a like. <laughs> people don't understand what five hundred horse was back in the day. That's right. Or what it took to get there. Yeah. Um, now everybody wants to street drive a thousand, and I'm like, damn kids. Yeah, I, the the street driving the thousand. I think it's one of those. What what? How much power do you really need, right? And I think it goes back to yeah, the newer trucks. You know, they're advertised with the power that they're advertised with, but the power to weight ratios are still somewhat similar. If we can be honest, you take an old LB7 with 500 horsepower, that thing's going to run circles around a newer truck at 500 horsepower. Just you know, again, that power to weight ratio. Well, I I think I I, I understand the idea of a thousand street driven now that the technology is caught up and it's it's more feasible to have something that's actually like okay to drive at low speeds and around town that could make a thousand horsepower up top um there's probably not a lot of the setups that actually are a thousand horsepower driven on the street no. are streetable uh, i agree with you there but eric I, I wanted to hit you on that so so going up at the drag strip uh a couple years ago i think back in like 18 it was literally just fastest time there was no heads up racing it was just straight up go down the track you have all day friday get your best time now i think there's qualifying and then there's actual bracket that you're going to have to go through uh any strategy for that have you have you kind of thought that through what that looks like you know you're not the lightest guy out there 
Um, are you going to try to go hard at the qualifying and then and then hope to kind of just last through the crowd? Oh, see, I thought they changed that back. Oh, are they? And and maybe I'm not caught up on the emails. I thought there was talk of doing some side by side stuff again, like 19. Right. But then I thought I heard that they went back to just, you know, hand in your fast time slip. So. Oh wow. Maybe maybe I'm out of the loop, and I guess frankly it really doesn't matter to me. Uh, <laughs> I, I I'm only capable of what I'm capable of, and in a 19, I remember lining up. I don't know if there was a there was some rain or an oil down or something, and I remember sitting in line, and I happened to be lined up with Wade Minter, um, and I went up to him and told him I says, "Don't wait for me. I'm gonna get in there and turn the lights on, but I'm gonna tell you right now until some guy pops out of there with a flag, I'm not." I'm just not going to be ready. And it was, I mean, I, you know, I got to watch him go down the track like everybody else in the stands. I was just in the other lane because he was so far ahead. Of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, was, I was like the flower girl at a wedding, just kind of following him down. <laughs> and the only reason I went is because I had to get out of the way because there's two people, there's people behind me. I couldn't back <laughs> All right, guys, I'll go now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, maybe he needs a beer or something. I mean, I, you know, help the guy out. Congratulate him on his, on his successful pass. It was. Congratulate him on his win. And I kind of did that before we got to the line. And I'm like, hey, congrats. <laughs> you, you know. Well, you got lucky today. I'm up against you. Yeah. Like yeah. Like Cheers. Like, this, is like, this, is like, this is like pulling a bye run. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so so drag strip a little bit light. We've been hearing about a lot of guys. There, there's a ton of privateers. I'm sure you haven't dug through and, and read all of the, the personal stories behind all of the other competitors, but uh, there are quite a few privateers this year, and privateers have a habit of going all or nothing, especially when it comes to the dyno. I think we're going to see lots of spray. Uh, I know after last year we're going to have some heightened safety precautions right. and things like that, but I don't think that's going to back down – the, the chaos that we are guaranteed to see on the dyno. Yeah. Uh, wh- what are you thinking here? How how much nitrous are you planning on spraying? Uh, it depends on how much is left in the bottles from 19. <laughs> <laughs> we did manage to find all the bottles that we took down last time. And, they're in, I mean, you know, I don't know how you tell if a bottle's full. I mean, one was heavier than the other, and that's probably the one we're going to run with. <laughs> Um, we'll just kind of do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I mean, as far as how much, I don't know. We, there's, there's one bottle, Uh, the truck didn't want to just go cutting a bunch of holes in the thing for bottle brackets. And I'm like, well, one's enough. So we'll just do that. And then, uh, I I mean, last time we, we, I say we, I, fail to think oh how are they going to tie this down because there's nothing to hook to and i still had the coilovers in the back of the truck from the drag racing side so they like they couldn't suck it down hard enough and 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 on the dyno the tires kind of skipped when when we got into the nitrous a little bit and some dummy that put a switch in a weird place <clears throat> uh the finger slipped off the nitrous <laughs> button and so so i learned we learned i learned a few things that way so i'm, I'm we're gonna put links in the back so it so that there's you know more pull down on the frame to try and hook to the rollers and i don't know i mean i know what the engine did on the engine dyno uh, if we, if it does that on the chassis dyno with the spray I, I, that's fine I'm, I'm good with that what'd you make 
It was it was like eighteen with the compounds on, on the engine dial. Can you walk us through your your build a little bit? What set of compounds do you have on there, and what fuel system? So so um, it is a um, filled LML block. Jeez, um, um, old Pete, this has been a while. It's got a steel crank in it, um, diamond pistons, Wagler rods. It's got the Wagler uh, cast iron heads, alt fire. Um, Worley had done some work on it a couple of years ago. He built the, the turbo setup for me, and it's a 102 or 105 millimeter atmosphere over a 76 SXE box charger. Um, I mean, it's it's literally like 4,500 dollars in turbos, both of them, brand new. I mean, it's just it's just basic stuff. <clears throat> I didn't want to be overwhelmed with it. There is uh, it's a water to air setup. Fuel system is S and S, couple couple stroker pumps, um, some injectors to go with it. They're I don't know what they are, three hundred fifty percent injectors, and Bosch nice. ECU and that kind of thing. Um, and, and we're still running the Allison in it. That that's just because I mean it's kind of been, you know, the Allison with the standalone. I, I don't think it's too super uncommon anymore maybe it is i'm not really keeping up with stuff I, I don't have one of them fancy racing transmissions like all the cool kids do but <laughs> do you think um, that allison is holding you back do you think that's your weak link especially when it comes to no. like drag racing so on, so on the drag racing side the issue i had in 19 was a the driver uh and b was i didn't realize it until after the fact because that's how bad the driver is i didn't realize it until after the fact we were never getting lockup so we're going down the track, you know, running, running everything, and it's like, wow, we're, we're the thing's not even locking up, and and I, I think we're past that now, for this year. Uh, on the dyno, it didn't seem to matter. Um, you, you know, I got it in, I don't know, fourth or fifth gear and whatever, and and on the sled pull, we're only using we're only using one gear anyways in lockup, just 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 kind of letting it go. So for what I'm trying to do with the truck, I don't believe the Allison's a hindrance. Okay. I'm not. I'm not looking to go out. Um, I'm gonna again use those examples of uh, Tony or, or any of those guys that are really moving along and you know lightweight trucks and it. it I don't know. <clears throat> I know we're not we're not pushing the Allison as hard as some of the guys out out there are. So, sure. I've got no interest in changing away from it. Okay. Okay. I like. I told you this is going to be a boring interview. No, no, I think I think it's interesting because I think this a, is a lot of the other guys we've talked to are like, and, and we've seen this throughout the years where it's it's I'm putting cutting edge technology in it. I'm building something custom. I'm starting from scratch. You have this totally opposite approach to it of being like, well, I've been around diesel a long time and I know that these things work, and this is what I'm trying to do, and I know that they're going to work for my application. It's super logical. Yeah. The 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 stuff that's beat us in the past. It's always been the dumb stuff. It's like we're we're chasing the dumb stuff that we shouldn't have to fight. And and, it's, and frankly, it's it's lack of preparation on on my end. You know, just we you you dilly dog around all winter long or whatever, and next thing you know it's spring, and the next thing you know you're it's it's raining in Indianapolis, and we're you know supposed to be doing stuff. <laughs> I mean, um, and Eric, just and to I, just to clear the 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 path here, like you're the only 
interviewee that we have so far that has a truck together. Yeah. <laughs> and you're the only interviewee that um, is, is saying that you're, you don't want to make this a chore. You, you want to enjoy it. And, and then every one of your responses and the tone in your voice, like I, I believe every part of what you're saying, you're not just trying to psych out like, oh, yeah, it's just for fun, but I better fucking win. Right. That, that's not the, the demeanor here. So, you know, it's it's you know, it's, it's more of like that humbling, you know, take a step back. And the event is to have fun. That's and that to me, that's the whole part. of it. I think that has if it's not fun, who wants to do it? And the guys that have really pushed hard on it. Um, I would struggle to say they didn't enjoy it in the end, especially I'm not going to put words out of the people's mouth, but I mean, everybody remembers a few years back when, with the rent, re, uh, what's that called? Wrenching that the, the fire pump guys did, you know, yeah, major yeah. setups in between events. And it is in, I mean, those guys are on a different level. That's not even part of the conversation, but I just don't want to work that hard, quite frankly. <laughs> Now, let me ask you this, Eric. <clears throat> let, let me ask you this. If UCC was a thing, let's say, 15 years ago, okay, would you have had a different mindset then versus now? Are you calling me old and lazy? I'm not. 100%. I'm, I'm not calling you old. What I, what I, I do think, though, <laughs> fuck you, Paul. What I am going to say is, is me being in the industry as long as I have, Eric Merchant, Merchant Automotive, it's kind of a staple in the diesel industry, okay? So when you have these new up-and-coming guys, these are guys with shops. These are guys that are trying to prove something. What does Eric Merchant have to fucking prove? In all, in all honesty, that, that that's more well, or less well, where the conversation or the you know where that statement's coming from. Most people don't know who I am anymore, probably because because I, I, whatever. I, I, there's there's always something to prove. I just don't know what that is that's going to be <laughs> worth the effort. Okay. Um, you know, there's some days that I like look at guys like Jeremy Wagler and I'm like, ah, just sit around and make chips and throw them away and, you know. I mean, we make a lot of chips too, but it's all, it's not the cool stuff that Jeremy makes. I'm jealous. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, what, like, what, what, what is the return on that? You know, and don't get me wrong, the guys that have done it again, uh, all the respect in the world for things that, that Derek has accomplished and Tony's accomplished and, and Firepunk and, and Baca and all these people that have really pushed things forward. And here I am just like, picking up all their parts that they leave laying around and trying to make something out of it. Cause I, I, I like the tried and true and reliable side of it. Um, you, you made sorry it. to be boring about it, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just, you're, you're taking, you're, you're taking a setup. I think that, you know, I don't want to say that's the norm of a street truck cause it's still not right. A, a 76 and 102 or 105 millimeter charger. Those are real serious turbochargers. But like you said, they're just, they're out of the box Borg units. You know, there's nothing crazy there. So you're going into this with a more simplistic approach. With that being said, what's a win for you? What are you expecting as an outcome for UCC 2021? I went into this thing every time thinking I would be perfectly content with a top 10. And last year, sorry, 19, uh, missed it by just a few points. Really just, I mean, my drag racing sucked. Um, fair, fair showing on the dyno. Nowhere near, again, the top guys. But, you know, it laid a number down. We drove it off and didn't have to work on it. Um, and then dumb mistakes on sled pull day. And, and, and it was still 11th place or something like that. Um, if, it's, if it's top 10, 
I've accomplished what I'm shooting to do. If it's higher than that, even better. Uh, there's there's going to be the guys that are going for everything, and they're going to finish towards the top, and they deserve it, and they and they've earned it. Um, I'd rather be a part of the event, have fun with the event, be able to enjoy it with with uh, everybody that's going down with me, and go around and interact with everybody i mean let's be honest we've all been sitting here doing zoom meetings for so long we don't remember what people look like yeah yeah that's an I understatement mean, when's the last time anybody's shaking somebody else's hand and didn't feel weird about it you know that's just a weird thing yeah yeah um, I'm so you. i'm looking at just you know i just 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 being out there again is, is a big part of it um and having fun with it I love that, man. I'm really excited for it. And Eric, we wish you the best of luck. We're, we're really excited to see you go down and compete. Uh, I, I think I'm right for your third time. Uh, I know I'm I'm calling it early. I'm calling Eric Merchant in the top six. Uh, so I hope you guys are doing even better than you're expecting. You know, top six would honestly be really good. Um, again, don't have expectations. Uh, I think it's just that consistency. And, and consistency is definitely a big part of it if you're if you have to finish respectable in all three events to finish respectable at the end of the show you can't dominate any one thing <clears throat> and i know there's some guys I, i've listened to your show i mean i some of the other guys you've been talking to um like you said the privateers man those guys are swinging for the moon yeah <laughs> i i'm trying to fit you know like do i go over there and feed them or help support them in some way because <laughs> i'm gonna root for you yeah yeah they are they are but I just I think like, you know, with UCC, we, Paul and I have I've said this a couple times, you know, this isn't 17, 18, 19 anymore. This is, you know, the the guys that have been at the top of the game, they're out of it or they're they're passing for a year. And it's giving an opportunity for fe- for fresh blood to come in and, and make a name for themselves and, and be in that top spot or be in the top three. Yeah. So it's it's a shifting of the tides, sort of speak. You know, the industry is evolving. Well, well, and I think, too, I think what we're going to see is is as we're talking about guys swinging for the fences, it, it comes back to that that tried and true question of like. You swing for the fences, that's great, but just understand there's going to be a lot of strikeouts along yeah, the way to that home run, right? That. So, like, yep. who is it that can that can keep getting lucky through all three events, all three days, <clears throat> and swing for the fences on all three yeah. and still be around at the end? It's, I mean, if your that's odds the case, get worse every event, right? If that's the case, I'm going with them to the casino afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> well, well, and that's why I like this strategy of consistency. I like this strategy of like. You're kind of playing the odds of like, man, I know this stuff is going to work. I know I can accomplish my goal. I know I can keep it together. And the one thing that very few people at UCC get to say is, I know I can load my truck on on the trailer and take it home and use it tomorrow. Yeah, go to a sled pull the following weekend. That's and, and that that's not a common thread no. throughout UCC. So, so again, uh, Eric, yeah, thank you so much for taking out the time to talk to us today. Is there anybody you wanted to give a shout out to? Uh, you know, this is one of them things that. You, if I would have been smart, I wrote all this down. Just everybody. I mean, everybody that's going, everybody that's going to be at the event, everybody that's coming down with, with, with us and and, and the team. And it, I don't, I don't, I don't even going to get into the names because I can't remember my own half the time. <laughs> so I think, I think anybody that wants to go and hang out and and be a part of it and you know listens to the, your show or or just just supports the industry in general. Um, I guess the only people that I don't want to give a shout out to our 
people that think balance rates mean something on their edge monitor. Thank you. And people that want to know how much to delete their L5P. Those people can just fall off the face of the earth nicely. I mean, I don't know how you, I don't know how you church that up a little bit, but yeah. I mean, you just, you just, uh, basically cited part of my day-to-day work. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I, didn't I mean, I wasn't, I didn't name names. Yeah. Just, just, just groups of, just groups of people. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Merchant, um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Guys, make sure you <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, please. I haven't got a response back from Chris Cyril, but I emailed him looking for handicap parking passes. So I didn't have to watch <laughs> <laughs> that out there. Oh, God. <laughs> Paul, I think we need to reach out to Chris and make sure he responds back there. That's Eric. right. That's right. That's right. We'll make yeah, sure yeah. we'll make sure we do that. <laughs> oh, oh my God. goodness. Guys, um make sure you you go by the merchant automotive tent uh and talk to Eric when you are at UCC. I'm sure he will enjoy all of your your company balance rate questions. And balance rate questions oh, yeah. directly. <laughs> person, yeah, well, we're, we're just going to do we're going to have a demo on how to read an edge monitor. <laughs> <laughs> Scroll right on past the balance rate screen. <laughs> that got me more worked up than anything we've talked about. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes things just come out like that. I... <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, Guys, I, I'm sure nobody listening wants to right now, but go ahead and stick around because we, we actually do have some educational content following balance rates. Following our balance rate topic. Balance, today. Yes, and, and I discuss balance rates and apparently a couple of the hosts that All right, guys, coming at you our super tech Jeremy Garnett, and then we we are gonna be doing some uh some diesel diagnostics here at the end of the show. Jeremy Garnett, how the hell are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. Jeremy, right at the top of today's segment, I want you to plug your Instagram handle. Uh, JGarnett00, and that's it. JGarnett00. Uh, guys, if you're not already following Jeremy, it is probably one of the best diesel mechanic uh, Instagram pages you're going to find because it is literally just our our favorite tech posting about the shit that he works on every day. So if you've been listening to the show and you like this segment, you're like, oh, Jeremy gets to work on cool shit. I wish I got to work on cool shit like that. Uh, Jump on Instagram, go follow him there, and you're going to get to kind of see on a day-to-day basis of of some of the stuff that you deal with. And it is pretty cool. I mean, I I actually was talking to Nick the other day about it. I was like, hey, you know what? It's really cool being able to come to work and get to do some of the things that I get to do. Yeah. Um, Not a not a lot of people get to do it. Um, there is guys out there. There's a lot of shops out there, but I'm grateful for it. I mean, I get to do some pretty cool stuff every once in a while. And that's why we love having you on the show, Jeremy, because you're somebody who actually enjoys getting out there and getting dirty and wrenching on the trucks and, and going through the day-to-day where, hey, man, some of this stuff is a lot of fun. Some of the stuff is a grind. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff is things that we see on a lot of trucks and we deal with a lot of trucks. And my understanding is today we're going to kind of hit one of those more general topics that I think whether you're a shop or whether you're just a fan, uh, you've probably talked about lift pumps. So I yeah. know we're going to dive into it. First, hit me. What's the truck? Uh, just an uh, just an LML. Uh, so we put a lift pump on it and a sump in the tank. Okay. 
Um, just an easy everyday. We, we kind of do a lot of them around here. Just wanted to touch base on this one a little bit. Yeah, man. What happened? Um, so the guy wanted the bracket underneath the truck, and he didn't want it, um, you know, on the you know behind the rear wheel there, you know. Like oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you didn't want the filters hanging and everything. So we actually used a whirly bracket, and we put it underneath it right in front of the tank. And on this one here, um, someone was already down there before, and they rubbed the fuel line. So we have to make sure that we don't rub the fuel line, and then we actually put some shielding around the, the new fast lines that we put on. Okay. So, yeah, and, I, and again, you know, a lot of guys, when they do it and they put them on, they don't realize that where they mount the relay and the fuse that pull the wire down underneath the truck and let the excess wire sit under the truck and not under the hood. Why is that? Uh, because it, it looks cleaner and it won't – it's – won't rub through as bad. You, oh. you, know, you can tie it up easier. So don't tie all that wire up and all that bulk wire up <laughs> under there. And you can put it on the and right on the firewall. There's a nice spot on any Cummins, Ford. I mean, you know, Duramax. You can just mount it really nicely and make it look good. Yeah. That's a slick one. That's one of those where, like, I know how much mechanics love to deal with the last guy's fuck up. <laughs> um, and that's so often what we see is is you'll get underneath there and a good mechanic will look at it and go, well, I know why you did this, but, like, why did you do this? Yeah. Well, I want to touch on this one, too, is because people with the sump, okay, it's not so much putting the fast on the truck, it's the sump itself. So here we do them in pairs a lot. I yeah. Mean, actually, I'd say 99% of the time we do them in pairs. It's... The location of the sump, like put the we'd like to put the sump in back of the tank as far as we possibly can on the flattest spot. So you know that's kind of again like I said before that's how I want to touch base because a lot of the guys oh we'll put it at the front of the tank well then at the front of the tank then they'll get quarter tank issues and then when they're driving then the fuel sloshes to the back of the tank well you lose fuel it's so funny when you bring this up because i guess i haven't dealt with this one this one specifically in some time but i do just dread remembering so many guys calling and like hey man i, I put a fast on and now i'm getting quarter tank issues so quarter tank issues where like you have a quarter tank but the truck acts like it's out of fuel yeah and that's because the straw that drops down inside your tank the pickup fuel is sloshing around it's this big huge kind of rectangular shape yep. it's not like a perfect bubble where, where all the fuel is going to go to the bottom right. into the right spot right so it, it's it's a very i don't know dynamic topography i odd. guess with <laughs> stupid words we'll use uh yeah no, it, it is odd right and it yeah. doesn't really totally make sense like the trucks really are not designed to be run down to a quarter tank yeah. uh but but we do it we all we've all been there sometimes you got to stretch the miles i get it um so so when you put the sump in on the front and then you drive it's fluid. It it sloshes, like you said, to the right. back of the tank, and then guys end up with that same issue. Yep. And, and, and they get that suck air. And, then, <sighs> and also people don't realize diesel fuel uh, irritates. It, you're, well, I guess I don't know what that right <laughs> it, it, you know, It does bubble. It aerates, it yeah. It aerates, you know, and it does bubble. So, you know, it when the lower the fuel, it does slosh, It you are going to get a little bit more of that. That's right. And, and that's what your fast is for is, is it's actually fuel air separator yep. system. Um, but you got to get the fuel to it, but you got to get the fuel to it for it to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good one, man. That, that's one that I think so many times guys just very easy to overlook, especially if like, if it's your first install and you're doing it right. at home on your own truck and you're in your garage and you're like, this looks good. Well, sure. It, it looks good the first right. time you do it. And there's no instructions. I mean, so, I mean, you buy 
you buy a fast, okay, well, they're going to give you instructions to install fast. Right. Well, you buy a sump, they're going to give you instructions. So there's no instructions to install both together. I like that. Yeah. So that's kind of, like I said, I want to step on that, you know, because we see it. Yeah. No, absolutely. It comes up. Well, that's a great pro tip for today. Uh, I really, really love it. Is there is there anything else you want to say on this? Yeah. Uh, when you do install the sump, clean the inside. Like, you do have to drill a three-inch hole. So there is debris. Yep. Make sure you do clean the debris out of the tank because uh, sometimes uh, it will get stuck in the sump and then fuel won't be able to get to your fast. Um, that actually happened uh, a couple months ago. A customer came in, hey, I installed this. I'm not, I have really low fuel rail pressure from my sump or from my fast. Well, we pulled his sump out and there was pieces of tank in oh. his sump because he didn't clean out the inside of the tank. Right. And even when we install them here, that you know, we I grab a razor blade, clean up the edges a little bit, and then stick my hand in there as much as possible, even a mirror, and see if there's any. That's debris. right, man. Got to get it out. And it happens. I mean, I've, I've read about it on forums. Too, <laughs> so, yeah, clean out, clean out the inside of the tank from debris uh, before you add your fuel back. That's right. And then stop and clean it out again. Yeah, that's probably going to be your best bet. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jeremy. No problem. Have a good day. Guys, uh, make sure you stick around. Coming up next, we're going to do some diesel diagnostics uh, with one of our favorite reps. All right, guys. I'm here with uh, another one of our super customer service stars, Mike Evans. Mike, how the hell are you? Doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Uh, We have a fun one to kind of talk about uh, where... A lot of times, guys, a lot of times on this segment, we just talk about, like, troubleshooting a specific scenario, but you ran into one of these scenarios where I think we need to, to back up a little bit and start at the very beginning. Um, if you are going to call in for help with troubleshooting, there's a few things that somebody in Mike's situation might need to know first. Mike, what are some of the most basic pieces of information that you need before you can actually help somebody solve a problem? Uh, the the easiest one is just you know what's the year make model of the truck um, we got to start there I got to know what I'm what I'm thinking about what we're what we're working on um, no whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm pretty sure your troubleshooting for my turbo is the same on on my '98 Cummins as it is on my 2021 Cummins definitely not <laughs> very, very different very different animals yeah definitely definitely matters yeah no 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 I think the VIN's <laughs> another good one right because the VIN is one of those where guys I, I know I've dealt with this for years where guys are like uh you tuned my truck eight years ago and now i'm having this hiccup and you're like oh cool i'd love to check it out can i get a vin number so i could like find your tune sure that's a that's a great place to start if we're calling about a tuner if you got a transmission issue i probably don't need your vin probably not yeah okay all right so i I gotta know you gotta know the make model year of the truck that makes really obvious sense vin number is a really good one to have um from there now okay mike i've told you i have whatever year truck here's the make here's the model um what's the next thing you're going to ask me um you know depending on if it's you know you're trying to do something or we're trying to diagnose the truck is you know what what's the issue what's going on with it or what are we trying to accomplish are you you know you're trying to upload your tunes onto the vehicle you're trying to install something what what exactly are we trying to do what's going on what's preventing you from doing that Okay, so if I call in with a problem, I need to be able to articulate my problem. Right. I need to be able to tell you what the problem is. Yeah. Nobody's ever called in and said, like, I don't know what my problem is. I just called you because I need help. I have gotten one of those calls today. (laughs) Believe it or not. Guys, uh, 
I don't. I, I have been frustrated. I have called customer service and tech support for things before and had a really hard time explaining my problem because I couldn't use like their language or their jargon to like communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to call in and not know the problem that I need help with, but know that I need help. I just wonder what that guy's like, like ordering fast food. Oh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> like yeah, the, uh, goes to Burger King is like, I have to have my big Mac. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. Right. I'm hungry. Me too. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, or in classic dad fashion, it'd be, hi, hungry, I'm dad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So so you got to know the make model uh, and you're the truck. You got to know what the problem is that, that somebody needs assistance with. A VIN number is a really good idea. Definitely. Are there any pieces of information that people just always have to tell you that just don't matter at all? Um, what they were doing, you know, before they got in the truck and the issue happened, uh, I was going to my, going to my aunt's house, driving down the road and <laughs> and all of a sudden I got a check engine light or, um, there, there's a lot of those people will go very into depth on stuff that has nothing even to do with the It truck. was 37 degrees and a cloudy night. Yeah. Like they, like yeah. they're setting the scene for you, man. They, they want you to get into the story with them. Right. Of course. Uh, my favorite one is the trim level of your truck. Oh yeah. The people love to tell you the trim level of their truck. You know who never tells me the trim level? Work trucks and cabin chassis. Yep. Never will tell you it's a work truck. Never will tell you it's a cabin chassis. And that's the most important. (laughs) But guarantee the guy with a platinum is like, well, it is a platinum. Yep. Because that that matters in your tuning. I don't don't do anything different. We care about those fancy leather seats. For what your leather seats are. Exactly. (laughs) Like, Like, listen- do I prefer a platinum over a work truck driving? Of course, sure. you're definitely a baller. I yeah. get it. Um, but for troubleshooting your tune, only the cabin chassis is going to matter. Yeah, like, and that's it, a big one. The cabin chassis is a big one. There's a lot of people that will leave that out. Yeah, yeah, and and that's funny too because again with tuning, that's like well, your operating system is totally different. Completely for turbos, different. You generally even have a different frame turbo in most cabin chassis models. So like even that is very different. Yes. Um, even though they they seem to be the same engine they're probably not yeah there's uh even if the difference is minuscule it's it's enough to to change enough to whether or not you you know you'll get a code for this or you know something something just doesn't co- correspond correctly so absolutely uh, definitely a, a very good thing to mention if it's a work truck or a cabin chassis a limited model not so important <laughs> uh are there any other pieces of information that you have to gather on every every customer service call um, you know, if you're if you're calling for tuning support from us, uh, if you have your order number, that's great. Uh, at least the the name the tunes would be under, so we can get everything looked up. Make sure you you know you're calling the right place. Uh, we get a lot of phone calls of people who are tuned by other people that are, you know, looking for tune revisions, and and they didn't even purchase the tuning from us in the first place. So um, save us, save themselves a lot of time, and make sure you're calling the right place. Um, and, you know, have your order information ready, and just uh, just be ready to go. I love it, man. I think that's some good advice right there. Mike, thank you so much for joining our listeners on the show today. Thanks for having me. Guys, uh, make sure you stick around. Chris Emke and myself will be wrapping up today's episode and giving you a little sneak preview of what's coming next. Increase the longevity and performance of the transmission in your 6.0 and 6.4 liter power stroke with the XDP 5R110 modified direct clutch solenoid. Your 5R110 transmission uses solenoids to apply fluid to the appropriate clutch. In stock horsepower levels, the factory solenoid does the job. Once you upgrade your truck with any modifications, you can quickly push that solenoid past its limits. XDP's 5R110 direct clutch solenoid moves more fluid at a faster rate to keep up with your modified pickup. 
This extends the life of your transmission and provides you with better shifting characteristics. Each solenoid is built from brand new parts and is tested in-house on XDP's SOLX2000 solenoid tester. To find out more about the XDP 5R110 direct clutch solenoid, check out xdp.com or contact a local dealer near you. Chris, uh, people have been hearing us talk about XRG performance well, since the start of the show. Right, of course. They've been uh, they've been a believer <laughs> since the inception, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, I know I just recently talked to Randy Harkema over there. Uh, guys, of course, you recognize him from our snake oil uh, or not fuel additive yep. episode. Uh, he's he's one of the guys at XRG that we rely on for technical expertise. Mm -hmm. and, and I thought it was really cool. I was just talking to him about going to UCC. Okay. You remember the booth that they they bring to UCC every year? Yeah, I remember. I remember 2019. Um, they do this really cool engine stand with a Cummins with their standalone with a throttle, uh, a hand throttle, and you can you know be part of the engine operating. They start it, you can rev it, and all that cool stuff. And I think it's really cool because it, it gives you that hands-on experience to say, hey, here's Exergy's fuel system, here's Exergy's standalone, Bosch standalone, here's everything working. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, you can't forget it once you've seen it. I, I didn't push too hard to okay. ask all the details because I like to walk around UCC and kind of be surprised by yeah. what I'm going to see. Um, but I will just say that if you're going to UCC this year, make sure you go swing by the Exergy Performance booth. You're definitely going to want to check out what they have. Oh, man. That's exciting. Chris, you know WC Fab uh, and WC Fab powder coating. Um, it, it's going to be one of those places that if you've never heard of them and you go check out their booth at UCC, or if you go to their shop and, and kind of hang out and see even just even just the foyer, like what the you know the waiting room, uh, you're going to be wildly impressed. I. You it's tough because you don't know if someone were to tell me hey you know they do all these crazy powder coat colors they do compound turbo kits triple turbo kits intercooler piping kits whatever i am a very simplistic individual so i have a basic thought process or picturing in my head of what's going on and if you see their work in person the, they're very meticulous with you know their fabrication the welding is superb um, but their coloring options that they have from their in-house powder coating service is second to none. There's like 400 colors that they keep in stock. Yeah. All of their signature colors are, you know, they're the most popular for a reason. They stick out the most. Um, and I mean, Paul, man, over the years being at Calibrated Power, we have seen so many WC Fab trucks <laughs> come and go, being on the dyno, things like that. And, you know, uh, I remember when I first started, it was exciting to see a 700, 800, or a 1,000 wheel horse truck. And you just know if a truck's coming from WC Fab here, it's gonna make big power. Um, I normally just get excited for what kind of color schemes under the hood of the truck. <laughs> um, but you know, you, you're gonna get what you pay for. You know, they offer a really good quality product and they have a really good support staff. They're gonna stand behind what they do. And I think that goes a long way, especially this day and age in this industry. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, you've heard from Eric Merchant, uh, LB7, showing up to UCC. What do you think, Chris? I mean, that's like the 12-valve in the Duramax world. Man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know what? Eric had a really good showing in 19. Um, I'm, I'm excited. If, if you want to talk about someone who's seasoned, Eric is seasoned. Okay, he's he's been around this a long time. He is a driver. He knows how to sled pull. He's raced. He knows how to run a truck on the dyno. Uh, if, if you're asking about someone who has the experience and could be a true contender, I, 
I think I think Eric's kind of one of those guys that have to be on the radar. I tend to agree, man. I, I think I think we'll for sure. I'll, I'll make a bold statement here. I think we'll see him in the top six. Nah, he ain't that good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I definitely agree. I, I would in in my predictions that I have going on. I mean, I I, I think he has everything in his uh, in his arsenal to be able to make that possible. I love it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. This has been Paul Wilson and Chris Hemke. Sorry, Justin. Lots of notes today. Fucking Paul. Dude, that was ruthless. (laughs) You're a horrible person. I know.